Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. It's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody who is an expert or rising star in their field. This week, our somebody is an actor who currently stars on The Young and the Restless, one of the most popular and longest-running shows in daytime television. When he's not honing his craft, he can be found strumming a guitar, watching football, and if he's in his hometown of Austin, Texas, you can find him drinking margaritas and eating queso at Matt's El Rancho. This week, somebody is Connor Floyd. Hey guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. With opinions on everything. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Connor, thank you for doing this. I think you nailed that intro. That needs to be on every description of like Facebook, Instagram. You nailed it. Well, thank you. I wish I could take credit. Bryce writes all the wow. all the stuff that's like important. Bryce Good writes. Bryce. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And then thank I you, just Bryce. show up with my over-the-top opinions and... <laughs> It's great. It's actually what she brings. Like I've always said this, she always like acts like her. She has such a minuscule role in this podcast, but what she brings to the table is so much more in like so much better than what I bring. So even if I like prepare as much as possible, Annie will know something will know about subjects more than me. Obviously she's much smarter. So it does help. Dynamic duo. I love it. I know it does help. It does help. It's crazy. But do you, I I saw you, I saw another interview where you did Connor, where you were talking about Matt's El Rancho. Do you wish you had a margarita from there right now? Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I just went there. I'm actually about to go back to, uh, uh, to Fort Worth here in a couple of weeks. Nice. And, uh, I won't be able to, I won't get a Mattel Rancho margarita, but I will get a Joe's tea margarita. There you oh. go. There's nothing like the Mattel Rancho margaritas. It, they just hit a little different. And, and Bob's dip. If the two of them together is like, it's oh, Bob's yeah. dip, right? Queso, Bob's queso. Yeah. Bob Armstrong. Yeah. Bob's queso. yeah. And you mix it up, mix it up a little. Oh my God. Just, I want to like take a bath in that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I, I feel like I, I just had, I just went to Matt's El Rancho with Emily and Baker, which we'll get into in a second. But I, uh, I actually, let me just say that full disclosure, the three of us used to hang out at Emily and Baker Mayfield's house in LA with, there was a lot of pool parties. There was a lot of tequila and there was a lot of white claw before it got like, before. Weird, weirdly enough, there was a lot of white claw. There's probably too much. Before, before it gave like everybody heartburn, I think, but you and Baker actually played football together in high school. And you played in college, right? Too. Yeah, we played against them. We so I went to the University oh. of Tulsa. He was obviously at um, Oklahoma. So every year they'd come beat the dog shit out of us, which was uh, <laughs> not very fun. <laughs> not very fun. Do you miss playing football? Like, do you miss? Or do you like watching? Yeah, you know, I, I do. It's like that was like you know, I told I did this interview for um, the Tulsa World a while back, and I so football was my first true love. You know, I, I freaking loved football. And I played it for so long and I invested so much time and like effort and money into it too. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I definitely miss it. My body doesn't miss it. My, uh, my head's glad that I'm not playing it anymore. Uh, I, you know, I, every time I talk to Baker, I'm like, how do you feel, man? Like you hurt, does this shit hurt? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm all right here and there. If I got hit right now. I'd probably break every limb in my body. And I haven't played football in eight years, you know? Oh my but God. yeah, it, you know, it had a close place in my heart, so I definitely do miss it a bit. Are you guys the same class? 
Or no, he's two, year, he's two years younger. Okay. He's my so, sister's age. So are, okay, so you're Ben's age. Yeah, Ben's 29, right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. 30. Are you and about Sammy's, to turn? Sammy's one year younger, right? No, Sammy is Baker's age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then it's yeah. Kendall and Baker and Sammy. They're all the. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Same. I was going to say you, if you're approaching 30, like you think your body's going to crack in half now, wait until you like the day you wake up 30, you're like, okay, everything hurts. Everything yeah. hurts. And I'm dying. What is yeah. happening? I, I played tennis yesterday with my girlfriend. Like I'm not, you know, I'm just running around on the hard top, but I'm walking around with shin splints today. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't even play tennis anymore. <laughs> Why is that? It's like you you hurt so much more for doing like the dumbest things. Like I'll yeah. be running so, or I'll be like going on a long walk and I'm like, wow, I'm so sore. Even in like the next hour. It's so getting bad. Old, man. Getting old. I know. I know. The joys of life. <laughs> yeah, the joys of life. Hey, we're still here. That's all that matters. That's um, true. Do you this is a dumb question and I'll relate it back to me because of course I will, uh, Connor, but like is was it hard to you for you to like watch football after that? Like after ending it being it's such a big part of your life? Like I work in I work I, I work in TV as we all like to say oh as I God. like to make a joke. I know it's so bad. Oh, man, you're, but you're, you're. but <laughs> but I but it's like hard for me to watch like some shows because I like can't I can't not put it in my mind like oh this production this is how this would work this would work and it almost like makes me want to blow my mind so i was wondering if you felt that way if there was a little bit of a learning curve when you started watching football again after you stopped playing it yeah you know i i i gotta have somebody playing now that's my biggest thing because i never really had like a team you know obviously i was i'd always root for my friend i like cowboys cowboys stuff. obviously love watching baker i mean that's that's all that's like my football nowadays those, those mm -hmm. are the games hype for um like when we had all our buddies still playing in college obviously I, I would root for their team but yeah it is it is a little different now i'm not as connected to the games anymore so it's just kind of like yeah i just hope it's a good game yeah at least i mean that's the best way to go about it too i mean if you don't i mean we are nebraska fans too and they haven't been good in so long so it's more fun to just be able to go and enjoy yourself and yeah you know I'll pop, on a, I'll pop on a tu game every now and then they're uh they're getting better too. So that's oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a little aggravating at some points, but well, they should have you on the field by now. I mean, oh, you should be. God. They should like welcome you back. <laughs> the no, they probably get this get this buffoon out of here. No, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're gone. We don't want any more of him. He was no. here for too long. <laughs> well, you're being modest because you're quite the somebody these days. I saw you get a blue check mark on Instagram, so. Do they do they tell you about do they tell you about those things? I just want to know. I, I need to take notes for myself and like I've been badgering that the the blue check mark office for a while and no one will give me the time of day. So you know, I thought I yeah. You know what? I I got that. My PR guy helped me get that. You know, and I I he was like, check it out. You got it. I'm like, oh, the wars of opportunity are just about to open. <laughs> Free this, free that. Everyone's gonna be no. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about it's it's like not a big deal at all. Doesn't mean uh, I know it's like yeah, it's, too I mean, bad. Like, it's like I'll make a joke about it every now and then. My friends are always giving me shit for it, but uh, you know, I think it's kind of really, funny. really. That's funny because yeah. a lot of your friends probably do also have blue check marks. So I don't know why they're making fun of you. That is a very fair point. I have to ask because I'm just sitting here looking at the two of you and it's a running joke on this podcast, Connor, that Bryce believes he resembles Bradley Cooper. And 
to my dismay, people will occasionally agree with him. And it I see. frankly irritates me. Don't tell him that. I see it. No, don't, you got to Yes. Don't yes. tell him that. Yeah. I have tell to ask him, girl. Yeah, I'll just no. I have to ask though, Connor, do people no. tell you that you resemble Bradley Cooper? Yeah, I get I get the coop quite a bit. Uh, it's just the hair though. It's just the hair. No, I, I totally don't see think it. so. You look a lot like if I were to remake a Star Is Born, I would probably cast you. Yeah, please do that. Yeah, <laughs> please make that happen. Please I actually do. Uh, no, I definitely see it. I think yeah, I don't think it's just the hair. I think the beard and I yeah, I totally see it. Um, yeah, take, yeah. I mean, he's awesome. So I know he's flush over here. And he's, he's great. Believe me, I've been trying to aspire to that for, as you know, years now, Annie. Um, uh, well, okay, so so tell us about how you found yourself in a prominent role on The Young and the Restless, as we mentioned. Yeah, I heard I heard you didn't even know what you were reading for when you first went in there. So tell, tell us what the role is and kind of how that all came to fruition. Yeah, well, you know, I've been out here seven and a half years now, so just kind of stuck to that audition process, was filming... Um, a lot of low budget movies here and there, you know, a lot of independent stuff. Uh, and then finally this one kind of landed in my lap. I'd auditioned a few, like a handful of times uh, beforehand, but you know, way, way back in the day. Uh, so I knew the casting director um, and I was actually in Oklahoma filming a lifetime movie and they sent me a tape. So I threw up a tape in my, uh, in my uh, hotel room, you know, I had my girlfriend read on the other end with me. And like was like giving it all I had, like gosh, I do it in a tiny little ass hotel room. Like I got this <laughs> traveling green screen that I bring with me, you know. And uh, it worked out, you know. I got a call a couple of days later. They were like, they want to put you on hold, so when you get back from this movie, um, they'll test you. And that was my first uh, network test. I've never been in and got to test with the network, so that was really cool. Um, but I actually got to go in for another role, and I didn't get that role. But they called me the same day. And they go, hey, we want to bring you back in next week for another role. And it's not the same one you just read. So I was like, And they right. didn't tell you what this role is, though. No, they didn't really tell me much. And it was, this was, it was so wild. So they send you these sides and they send you this, uh, it's all dummy sides, right? It's like they don't give you the name of the character. They don't tell you, they give you like a pretty general, you know, not as good as Annie and yours intro for me. I mean, that <laughs> nails me to a T. But then so like, very Sorry, general Dave. description of these guys. Let, right? let me stop you right there, just for our moms. Okay, explain what a side is and like what the like the audition process. For moms, for the moms, yeah, for the moms. moms. So uh, sides are basically your uh, it's your audition. It's the scene. So they just print it out on okay. Like, piece of paper. I don't know why they call it sides. I guess it's just like yeah, that is weird. Piece of paper. Uh, never thought about that. Never questioned it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just your it's just your scene, just on paper. Um, so they give you the sides, they give you the scene, they give you your character, which is really brief. And, you know, I get in there, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of this guy. And I sit down and the, the girl that plays my wife, she walks in, right? And I, I knew her just from doing my research. And she sits down next to me and I'm like, you're on the show, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to test. And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm testing with you. I go, oh. So she gave me the full breakdown on this guy. She was like, this is what you're doing. It's this guy. It's not, that's not like a real scene. You're a CIA agent. You're undercover. Everyone thought you were dead. You were on some kind of undercover mission. And now you're back from the dead. I was like, what? Oh that's God. not what they told me. So I basically just had to like, I was like, okay, how can I, how can I play that a little bit more? So I give them what they want. And then, you know, 
So you had to do this like while you're sitting there. I mean, basically, you're once you once you digest this information, you're then walking into the room. So you're gonna have you're having to do this really fast. Yeah, I had to kind of I, I made some like last minute minute uh, adjustments just to you know sell that a little bit more yeah. since I knew that's what they were going for. But uh, isn't it like every guy's dream, actor or not, to like eventually play a CIA agent? that comes back from the dead. <laughs> yes. yeah, I know. I, when she told me that, I go, yeah, you're, are you, you playing with me? You lying to me right now? You're, you're trying to get me to fuck up this audition? She was like, no, 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 I swear to God, I swear to God. Um, yeah, he's, he's a really cool character and there's not really, uh, he's kind of one of a kind on the show. You know, there's not a lot of characters like him, kind of everyone's kind of got their own little deal and he's, Chance is kind of the, uh, he's the most rugged and, uh, yeah, rugged, I guess. The only character like that that's been a CIA agent or a cop or, you know, everyone thought he was dead for a while. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I, have, awesome. I have to go back to your audition really quickly. So you bring this green screen. Like, what are you putting behind on your on your mobile green screen when you're doing this? Well, I, just, I, just do, well, I think it's blue, actually. So it's oh, like okay. a blue screen. So it just looks like a backdrop, you know what I'm saying? A lot better oh, than gotcha. what I have. No, I think what you have is, like, really nice. I was just going to say. Yeah. This is the, believe it or not, this is the the least busy wall in my room right now. So, yeah, <laughs> no, like, I love I that. Go guitar or am I going to go like neon signs and posters of Elvis? So I went with the guitar. <laughs> Have you love seen that. the new Elvis movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's great, man. What'd you I think? Really yeah. It. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was good too. Yeah. I thought that kid nailed it. He did so good. We were laughing. We talked about this on our, on another episode where we were, uh, we saw the stuff where like you see him before he was Elvis. And then after when he did interviews, I think he was trying to sell the movie. Yeah, and he was, you to, well, you had to play that. That was like a two year shoot. Yeah. So he probably he got like, really, really had to like get his voice done. So I get that. Like if I was doing Elvis's voice for two years, it'd be kind of hard to shake that. It would yeah. be. Yeah. He's probably all shook up. Oh God! This is why we barely let you on here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, all right. So, Connor, going, going back, you play Chance Chancer on YNR. Annie, that's uh, talk. That's what the industry talk calls it. YNR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this character. So, this character has been on the show on and off since 1988, and played by multiple actors. Like, how did you go about making it your own? Yeah, so that was kind of my first question when I got there and I got the job because um, I, I did my research and saw, you know, Penn Badgley played him, who's awesome. You know, there was a couple, a handful more guys. But uh, I asked one of our, our EP, I go, do you want me to kind of bring what these other guys were bringing to the table? And he was so awesome. And he goes, no. He goes, this guy's totally different now. He's been through, you know, a lot. And so we want to see what you bring. And it's like a whole new chapter. So don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about what any fans say. Like this is an old chance or anything like that. Uh, he was like, "You do you, man," because we we believe in you, and uh, that's why that's why we're bringing you on. That's awesome. That's that has it. to like feel good and take the pressure off. Yeah, it, that really did. So I got yeah. home. I was like, oh, okay. I I can do no wrong now. I just gotta do me and do my homework and show up. That's had you awesome. had you watched the show before? I mean, I, before like getting like well before at any time in your life had you watched it before? Like really just, just for like acting. research purposes. Obviously, you know, my grandma is a huge fan of the show. My mom's mom was like, is everyone's grandma. Oh everyone's my God. Grandma. I was like, just going to say that my grandma my watched mom religiously. Yeah. Yeah. T's so family have... is a huge fan of, really? like, of Young and the Restless. And when they found out that he knew someone that was going to be on it, <laughs> it was like, 
a big deal. That's awesome. Well, tell them I appreciate that. Because yeah, uh, Young and the Restless is the one is Victor, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, Victor it's, Newman. Okay. Victor Newman, who's like Newman, been there forever. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, he's a stud. That was kind of one of my biggest worries getting on set. Is like, you know, some of these guys been around forty years, twenty years, thirty years, and I was like, you know, I've been here for a day. What's up? Yeah. You know, I thought it'd be like one of those, you know, show up to the schoolyard and I got to beat somebody up to show my worth. But everybody was so so nice, and very welcoming. So, well, correct me if I'm wrong too, like doing a soap opera is basically, I mean, that's kind of the best or from what I've heard is like one of the best training grounds for actors because you're learning lines so fast. You have to get everything down put very quickly in the, in your shooting schedule. I mean, is that true or do you feel like you've. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was talking to my, uh, my agent, my manager about this, they were like, this is going to be the best boot camp, just as you said, for your acting. Because this thing is a factory. It's really different than uh, anything, I think, out there. I mean, we're shooting 60 pages a day, but I sure appreciate that. You get it. 60 pages. And, like, any, like, when I'm, you know, I've, I've been on, like, big sets, kind of, and then, like, little sets. Mm-hmm. We shoot, like, you know, maybe 10 pages. I've never shot oh, anything. Wow. You know, maybe 10, maybe, maybe 20, you know, if I'm with someone who's, like, really, really working. I mean, this is, like, a factory. And then, you know, we got the sound stage. And that was a big part. That was a big adjustment as well. Just like uh, adjusting to not having all that freedom, like on film where I can just kind of, you know, move around wherever, mm. you know, with this on that sound stage, I'm kind of there and we're having the conversation and we got to stay there. Like there's no, you got to play to your camera. You can't block her light. There's four cameras shooting this way. So you can't block her camera. Uh, so yeah, just little things like that. And memorizing obviously is a big deal. 60 pages, you know, I'll usually I'll average about like, you know, 20 on a big day, 30 of those. Uh, oh, that's yeah. insane. That so ridiculous. It's nuts. And, I'm, uh, I'm in sales, and I have to memorize, like, a sales pitch mm-hmm. once every three months, and it's, like, one page. So yeah. the idea that you're doing that every day? Tuesday through Friday. <laughs> How long are those shoot days? Well, it really depends. And, like, the storyline – uh, goes into that a lot. So like, I just got off a big storyline that's that's playing right now on TV, and I was basically like four days a week. Um, so you know, uh, when you're in a lot of scenes like that, depending on how many sets you're on, you'll be there like seven to seven to five, seven to six, or something like that. But there's wow. days, you know, I get there seven, I'm done by nine sometimes. Yeah, which is cool. Nice. You know, so did you? you- Sorry to interrupt you. Did you ever like foresee yourself doing something like this? I know you wanted to be an actor, but did you ever see yourself doing a soap opera? A soap? I I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, when I moved out here and wanted to act, I was like, give me anything. Like, I just want to get my feet on the ground. I want to get in front of people, get my resume up, start learning. Uh, And I'm I'm glad that this fell in my lap just because it's been a huge, huge learning curve, you know, and and, like working with these people who have been working for 40 years and you know, being around these people that know what they're doing and they, they got their craft down to a T. It's just, it's cool. So I'm just trying to soak up as much as I can. Yeah, that's, that's really, incredible. that's really invaluable too. And what you, to, to further your point about the technical aspect of acting, which I think a lot of people really either forget about or sort of sidestep when you think about it, like, not only are you thinking creatively about your character and how, and what you're, and how you're going to deliver your lines and, and where, where this is coming from, like where, where you, what you're, 
pulling from your own life into yeah. the character. But you're also having to hit like, I mean, it's so technical, it seems like on a soap opera where you're literally hitting a mark, you're, t- yeah. you're, you're looking yeah. at a camera, you can't block this. You have to have all of that in your mind. So not only is it, is it the memorization and the and the creativity, but it's also that technical aspect that's gonna, you know, it must have, it has to help you like, now that, cause I know that you, you know, you're, you've done a movie or at least a couple since getting this, I'm sure you brought that to your. Well, actually those, I filmed all those before. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay, so those. I was gonna it. say you have a film in a festival somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. The last deal. That was I shot that. Shoot, I shot that. Uh, like right after COVID it was like right after they closed or they opened uh, the the closed. What am I saying? They uh, everybody was allowed to go outside again. You know, <laughs> I, I, I shot that so long ago. So that's been. And that's kind of the deal with these films. Sometimes, especially these low budget ones, is you'll do them and you won't hear anything for like two years you're like okay well i guess nothing happened then one day you know you get on amazon prime and you're like oh it's there holy shit like where did that come out that happened i did this movie and it was a long time ago and you know they had a pretty big budget and they they had like a pretty nice uh production company behind it and then just never heard from anybody again like two three years go by and I get some random DM on Twitter for some lady, and she's like, "Hey, Connor, I had some questions about your character choices in, uh, you know, this film." Blah 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 blah. I was like, "How'd you see that? I haven't seen it." Like, <laughs> I don't. I can't tell you what the choices were because I've never seen it. I was like, "I don't even know what I did." That was so long ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just that's just business. That's wild. I, Those are the things that like people like me that I going back how Bryce said that he gets so technical when he watches TV. He'll say shit to me like, oh, my God, you got to watch the show. The script is outstanding. And I'm like, I what? do not care about that. Like, at doesn't all. Care. no. She and doesn't so care about the lighting. She doesn't care about the directing. She doesn't yeah. care about any of it. So Literally don't nothing. go to her for that. No, I look at it as like a whole piece. Like, is this something that I enjoy watching? So yeah. it is interesting as a person like me, which accounts for the majority of the population. It's so interesting to hear like that. It takes that long sometimes for movies to come out or that like a movie will shoot and then just never come out, which I mean, I guess I probably knew, but it's weird when to actually like hear it said out loud. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've shot so many things and I'm like, I haven't seen it. Never going to get footage from that because I just, (laughs) bye, you know, that is so Um, wild. You know, I, I feel you, Bryce. I'm, I'm definitely technical watching stuff. Well, I was going to say, to be fair, you're probably not as neurotic as I am, and I and no one should be. But I, I do think it's, I think it's funny because there was, I was, I got my fact, that fact that you were in a movie or got a movie role from some random YouTube video that I that I watched that had a, re- a robot voice. YouTube videos about me. All right. YouTube, there's a YouTube. I'll send it to you. Don't worry. Uh, uh, there's a YouTube video about you that's like, what is he going to do now that? he's on the show and he just got this movie role. Like how is that going to impact his role on young and the restless? And so that's why, that's what actually spurred me to ask the question about the movie, uh, the movie, but clearly you've already done it. So those people, yeah, no I, I guess I can't trust my sources anymore. You don't trust the internet. YouTube's, my random YouTube video sources. That is um, so crazy. I'm going to be honest, Connor. I didn't prep at all. That's okay. You're fine. I was like, I'm just going to come on and talk to Connor. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we that's do. That's how we roll. I mean, Annie's, but see, I'm telling you, the questions that Annie would come up with are better than the ones that I've prepped for days. So I don't. You know what? That's how I feel with all the Wilkinsons. I won't see y'all for the longest time, but then I see y'all, I'm like, what's up? Yeah. 
<laughs> it is it is true. Be, we yeah. I I was like I texted M initially and I was like, Do you think Connor's gonna think it's weird if I just randomly text him? And she's like, No. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go for it. But okay. I, I agree, every time I see you, it's like we hung out like three days ago. I have to I yeah, I have to share my one of my favorite memories with you was from Matt and Kennedy's wedding. Oh great. And- <laughs> <laughs> and we were everybody was on the dance floor and i was super pregnant so i was sober yeah and we're all on the dance floor and you come out of the corner of the room out of nowhere wearing pate's hat <laughs> cowboy hat yeah. and just I, i've never you split the crowd and suddenly you were like <laughs> dancing in a circle i think i have a video of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i was like I thought you started breakdancing or something. It was like a, like a you warm dance. It, it was like the best thing ever. And that, to, every time I've ever been around you, you are just having like the best time. And I appreciate that so much about you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. It is true. You're infectiously fun. I will, I will attest to that as well. I mean, from the times that I wasn't hammered off of White Claw. This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Why didn't you use the sexy voice? Uh, you mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice? I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not, and it's appalling. But you know what's not appalling is apparel, specifically from emilyroggenberg.com. Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my God, we've talked about your use of the word type. All right, well, I think her products are awesome. Okay, well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, but yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com. Promo code nobody. Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. And now back to the show. So, like, I do want to ask you, how did you decide to pursue acting in the first place? Like, what got you excited about it? What made you want to move out to L.A.? That kind of stuff. Um, well, you know, I, I decided in college. Uh, it was I remember my senior year. And I, got, I got pretty messed up playing football. I got a lot of concussions. I broke just about everything, you know, and I was, it was hurting. And, you know, I was a good player. I believed in myself. I thought if I, like, obviously I, I wanted to be a football player since I was little. I thought that was going to be my, my path in life. Um, and I just saw, like, a lot of my friends, a lot of my teammates go down that route and just struggle. And, like, friends of mine who I knew were better than me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, like, a little bit in me that wanted to give it a shot and, like, train and, and do all that. But, like, I, I – found this love for acting when I was in college. I, uh, I, uh, I redshirted, so I had a whole year off and nice. I still had to play football so I could take whatever class I wanted. And, uh, so I just took full film, full acting classes. Um, and I started like understand it a little bit more. Like, you know, back in the day, and this all roots back to like, you know, me and bake back in the day and all those Austin boys, like running around filming jackass videos and 
<laughs> you know, that that uh, evolved in me. Getting a lot of them were at gas stations, weren't they? I feel like yeah, I've seen a couple dude, of them. Dude, I'll put this on the record right now. We invented TikTok before TikTok. <laughs> we were TikToking. You heard it here first. This is a nobody's podcast. It's true. We really, we really did. We were TikToking before TikTok was cool. And, uh, you know, we were making all these funny videos. And I got a MacBook and I learned how to, like, cut it up. And, you know, growing up, did a bunch of theater, too, just for fun. And I always had fun doing it. And, you know, I just remember, like, there was one day in college, I was sitting in study hall, and I was cutting up one of these movies that we just, you know, we we threw all this footage together, and I'd throw it on my iMac at study hall. I wouldn't study. And I'd, uh, I'd make these movies, and I'd go home, and I'd show it to all the boys. And, like, I just remember being like, yes. <laughs> yeah. That feels so good. Like, put this whole thing together sit there and like watch this movie with boys have everybody laughing everybody crying a little bit um and then i found this love for acting as well in college taking all these classes so something just kind of like i just felt it in my bones and i was like if i'm gonna do it i got nothing holding me back might as well do it now so after yeah. that last football game just packed it up came out of here oh my god that's awesome that is wild did you have any did, was there was there any like was it just kind of the, the culmination of like you said a combination of all that stuff or was there anything where you were was there like a movie or or an actor that you were just like okay if, if they can do it i can do this or yeah whatever. i'm a big i'm big mcconaughey fan so okay. like mcconaughey i can I, feel I, that too i feel a McConaughey vibe from you i too. can I, too i just feel like we're cut from the same cloth we probably mm -hmm. get along and have a margarita together right <laughs> uh, but like watching him and you know trying to think what really did it you know me and my buddies were big entourage fans Yes. And I, I've probably watched Entourage maybe 10,000 times all the way through. You know, if I ever get bored, I'm like, yeah, I need a little motivation. Yeah. Maybe with some Vinny Chase in my life. Uh, Here we go. So like watching that back and forth and just kind of like seeing a glimpse of that world was always kind of a little motivation. Well, it yeah. kind of sounds like you have some, I mean, just from talking about your background too, it sounds like you might have some aspirations to do some more stuff other on top of acting, like producing, directing, that kind of, does that, does that really interest you or? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, eventually. I think like acting's a beast and I'm, I'm very much behind the whole, like don't half-ass something, whole-ass it, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to put like everything I got into this. Put your right whole now. ass into it, yeah. And I'm putting the whole ass into it yeah. just because it's a it's a beast and there's a lot to learn. And there's a lot to do. Um, so I, I kind of want to sink my teeth into this and maybe down the road for sure. You know, I've been a part. My roommate, uh, you know, he's in the other room listening right now. He's uh, he's a fab fab writer, fab producer. We got cameras here. We got lights and stuff like that so we've we've gone through the process of making our own things and i like watching him behind the camera and how he sets up shots and uh i mean i find that interesting as well too yeah. but you know i always try to get in with the cinematographer so i'm like what are you, what are you doing on this show like, show me how you're setting this up what are you doing here um, yeah that's yeah awesome. you know I'm, I'm trying to learn a lot about that I, I don't know a goddamn thing right now so right now it's just acting yeah is there yeah. is there a role that you kind of have your eyes on where you're like, oh my God, if I could nail a role like this, oh, like I yeah. will feel like I've done it. I mean, you named the stars born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair. Or like, is there, is there a TV show that you would love, like aside from Young and the Rest is that you'd love to be cast on or you think um, that you'd be great at? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'll take, I'll take whatever right now. Yeah, but if, okay, this is a dream scenario. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what? Too, I, being very modest. You know what character I loved and I, I really, Really, I played the knockoff version at the live version downtown. But uh, Stranger Things, 
Like, oh, I would have yes. loved to play Billy. I would have loved to play. I think that guy nailed it. And like, kudos to him. It's his. But that would have been a fun role. I could totally see you. And I did not make it over. I was that was last year. You did that, right? Yeah, that was like that was like that was mid COVID, too. You know, well, and that, I was that was, a couple, that was a couple years ago. Oh, was, was it a couple years ago? Maybe it was. Yeah, that was like right COVID. in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah I that remember that you were doing things. that. Yeah. Yeah, so Connor, just again, sorry for our moms. Explain. So they, in LA, they have these. They have different. It, was that a musical one, or was that a? Was that just it was a, like it was like a combination? It was like a, it was like a Six Flags ride and a theatrical production <laughs> shoved into one. Yeah, because it was all COVID friendly. Okay, so you drive your car through it, right? Oh and, yes, it was a drive-through experience. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you know when I got a part of it, I thought it was going to be a little bit more acting. No, we like pre-recorded the lines, so then we were mm -hmm. just kind of mouthing it while we we're up there. Um, so it was more like physical acting, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, I, I give it shit all the time, but it was like a job that I had a job during the pandemic, which yeah. you know, a lot of actors can't say they did. So I, I need to be thankful. And it's inventive. The company that puts it on, they're called Secret Cinema. And okay. before this one, I think they did. They do these sick things where it's like all immersive. So I think they did like a Star Wars one. They did a, uh, uh, um, oh, I know they did a Stranger Things one in London. I think they did like Back to the Future, but you walk around it. So you're like interacting awesome. with the actors as well. But since it wow. was COVID, we had to like, you know, we kind of got screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that. crazy though. I didn't even think about, I mean, COVID was so hard for actors. So that is awesome that you were able to yeah. continue. And I would it's imagine, like yeah. physical acting is so different from the other yeah. types of acting. And like all these kids that were on the show, they were all like Broadway, like the like theater kids, you know. And I was like, yeah, I played football in high school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you Losers, doing? No. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, I'm a football player. And they're like, what are you doing here? So I would like learn from them, which was, it was cool. Like that's that's definitely like a whole different style of acting. So it was it was fun to learn that. That's well, awesome. Would oh sorry, Bryce. No, no, I have no, one no. other question. Please, please. Um, when did you learn to play guitar, and how did that come about? Um, I started in college when I was like a senior, I think, and I started. You know, my if I can go back, if I can go back and change one thing. There's probably two things I changed, but one thing is my mom got me a guitar when I was little, right? And they were like, "Let's take you to lessons. Let's get you learning." Yeah, all right. They take me to this lesson and this guy's like, all right, what do you want to learn to play? And I was like, you know, I'm in third grade or something like that. And I'm like, I go, I go, I want to learn uh, ACDC. I mean, I want to learn, uh, I want to learn Thunderstruck. Sorry. The guy was like, what? I was like, yeah, <laughs> Thunderstruck on the acoustic guitar. And I was like, all right. And like taught me, and obviously it's extra hard. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to play guitar anymore. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I wish I would have kept with it, but I started in college. Uh, and I've been, you know, figuring it out ever since. Did you teach yourself? Yeah, I just kind of get on YouTube, kind of watch some shit. I went to like, went to one lesson one time, and I, you know, I'm just bad with teachers sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that student. So, uh, yeah, you didn't learn anything on YouTube. So I just get on YouTube. Yeah. This is like, this is the next beast. I've been, I feel like I, I'm getting my, my thing down. Nice. So now, because that's like a whole different, it's so yeah. different. Have you and Sammy ever played together? No, I'd like to jam with them. I'd, I'd yeah, love to. you guys should think about getting together and doing that. 
Tyler was just here and he went up and uh, I think he was sitting with like him and Jack and just listening to them, like cut all that music up and put it together. Yeah. Like, oh. It's so yeah. fun to watch that. To those that. guys do that too, because you just are like sitting there and you're like, how do they think of this? Stuff? I know. I wish that was a muscle I had, man. I yeah. wish I could do that. Here I am just pounding tequila and you guys are like <laughs> making music. So yeah. I what just can't a, even strum a guitar with my no. thumb. So <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it took me a second to really get it down. You know, I, it's like a, you got to play till your fingers bleed for real. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, now you say you're a bad student, but do you do you take acting classes? I mean, do you, or are you uh, actively, or is this kind of like you know, before did you do it or? I did, yeah. I was in for the longest time. Uh, when COVID hit, that all stopped, and it was all right. online. And I just I didn't really. It's it's hard to do all that online, so I wasn't a big fan yeah. of that. Um, but you know, I, I this this I love acting class, and I want to get in acting class because you keep that muscle, you keep that muscle moving all the time. But uh, this show is kind of like getting paid to go to acting class, you know. And I'm yeah. doing all this. I would imagine, yeah. Own. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm doing all this, you know, reading and learning on my own. I'm reading a lot of books uh, and just trying to like implement everything I learn on set and it's cool because you know if i mess up one day i got tomorrow to do it again which is nice and uh you know you get it you watch the episode you're like okay yeah I, I see where i messed up there i could have done a little better here so uh i'd like to get back in class i uh right it's now, like you're playing football again you're just like watching yourself you're watching, you're watching like yeah, play kind of like my own game. teacher right now but yeah. I, don't, I don't know about playing that. back watching the playback and you know <laughs> Um, I do, I, I do, I feel like I get this question a lot and I'm not even an actor, so I don't, I don't know why, but I want to know what would be the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone who is trying to pursue acting? Cause I think acting like music is probably the hardest profession you could possibly do in this day and age, maybe a model. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, I just would be curious because you've obviously had such success now and you're, you're only continuing to grow. So I want to know how you like continue to you know, persevere, I guess, or how would you and tell somebody? To be honest, I need some advice. Somebody would give me some advice for being honest, but uh, I don't know, man, I've, I'm still learning. I, I feel like I don't, you know, the thing that's worked for me so far is uh, just putting your nose down and working. I feel like a lot of people move out here and think it's just gonna, it's just gonna happen. And that's not the case. You know, they think somebody's gonna like walk past you on the street and be like, you should be in a movie. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was hoping for it too, man. But uh, <laughs> um, it's a lot of work, and yeah, if you if you really commit, you know, commit to yourself, commit to your craft, commit to whatever your work method is, whatever you find, whatever works for you, you know, and just learn. I think the coolest thing about acting is like, yeah, there's there's so much to learn. You're never gonna stop learning. I mean, you're never gonna be like, you know, 100. percent Oh, I, I know everything about acting. You know. And uh, I find that kind of cool because, you know, every day you can get better. Absolutely. That's such a great that mindset awesome. to have. It's such a great mindset to have because you really don't. You really, And especially in this business and probably all businesses, to be honest, you can never stop learning. You can always you can always get better. And I think it's funny how you see people like actors as just as an example of people who maybe don't adapt to that mentality. And then you see them you know, slowly fade into the background, even if they were a huge star because they weren't able to adapt. And then you see people like Lady Gaga, who is, I mean, she's not, didn't even start out as an actress, you know, in the public world and yeah. is, is continuously evolving into, you know, a true artist. So it's well, crazy. Think, yeah, I think a key on that too is like, 
you know, she's getting to work with all these amazing people. Yeah. And I, I think you know, that's like, that's key. You know, our acting coach used to tell us when you get on set, man, learn, like learn as much as you can. Cause those people have probably been there for a long time. This guy's probably been working for a long time. Like understand how everything works. So when you get on set, you know, you know what you're doing a little bit. Right. Great advice. Well, so, they always say if you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially for things like that with acting. Annie, does that happen to you a lot? What? I'm in a lot of wrong rooms. <laughs> Annie's the best in the room. Annie's <laughs> always in the wrong room. Always <laughs> the best. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Annie. Sorry. No, I was going to say, just I think I feel like, especially with something like acting, you can learn. Everyone does it so differently. And again, this is coming from like a normie on the street that doesn't know shit. But I feel like everyone does everything so differently and has their own unique spin on everything that you can kind mm -hmm. of pick, like, Okay, I like that this guy does this. I like that this guy does this. Yeah. yeah. And kind of create your own style on that. Tarantino said it. I think he was like the best artist to steal from people. So mm -hmm. he's yeah. like, I've stole from everybody. So I'm, I'm stealing <laughs> over here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, it's cool. Annie, do you have any other questions before we get to our special segment? I mean, I, I could ask you questions all day long just because I don't know that much about the industry, but let's get to Come our on, special girl. segment. Come on, girl. I'm here. I got nothing to do. I'm off for two weeks. Um, no, so the question I was going to ask is when you first moved out here, obviously no one walked up to anyone and said, like, I want to put you in a movie. Did you work any, like, odds and ends? odds and ends jobs to like make ends meet or did you really were you able to like book enough right off the bat to well live okay so here's a piece of advice that i'd give an inspiring actor so when i got out here i you know i kind of made i was like i don't want to work some side job i'm gonna get fired i can't be a waiter i'm terrible at service like that someone's gonna piss me off and i'm gonna be an asshole uh so what I would do is I, I would submit, eventually I had to, I, I work at gym. So I kind of, you know, I was working like front desk at Barry's, front desk at, uh, at Rumble. That's right, I didn't know that. But basically most of the time what I did just to like pay rent is I just work, I submitted for so many jobs. Even if I wasn't right for the job, I was like submit. Cause that's what you do. You get on, get on these websites, you know, you create a profile and like all these low budget, you know, kind of independent projects are casting things, right? Student films commercials, you name it. So I'm just Smith, 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 Smith. I submit. If it was like, we need a blonde five, two guy submit. I don't care. I'll show <laughs> up. They're gonna have to tell me no. Um, and I would, I book some weird jobs. I'll tell you the truth, but you, you know, it got me by and like, I didn't have to go work at the gym for the longest time. I didn't have to be a, um, uh, you know, like a bus boy or something like that, you know, no, no shade towards them. But I, I just, I didn't have that I couldn't do it. I would have got fired. I got fired from one gym. Hey, we've all been there. I was curious about that though, because you do hear so often people coming out and they're like, you know, working 50 hours as a server and auditioning yeah. when they can. And I just, I had, I did know that you had worked at Barry's, but I, from every time or from the moment I've known you, you've been a working actor. So Thank you, Annie. <laughs> I yeah, put on that. So I was, <laughs> well, no, I just I, I think it's that's great. And I think that's I think you. that's really, really good advice to just submit for everything. Submit, yeah. And I love that you said they're gonna have to tell me no. Yeah. Uh sure, this you're six two. It's like, oh sorry, that's sorry. I I went into so many weird auditions where they're like, Can you do a uh like a French accent? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. 
your Joey from Friends. Yes, your Joey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to get good lies on your resume. No, I, I, I will say that I think that that is that is also very good advice. Which is just that if you do want to be, you know, if you do, you have to kind of say yes to a lot of things. I mean, obviously, you know, with impunity or whatever. <laughs> without subjecting yourself to like sexual harassment, you know, you need to, you should, you should always be saying yes to things, especially if you're just starting out, because that's the only way that people, that's what people want. They want people to say, yes, I can do this. No problem. Not a big deal. I will, I'll get it done, whatever. And I think that in same with, you know, auditioning and stuff, I feel like that's not auditioning, but like submitting to stuff that even if you're not right for, you just got to go out and do it. I remember I filmed this uh, commercial one time. It was like this sports watch commercial. And they were like, let's go shoot out in Joshua Tree. And they, they got three of us. And there was like, these three dudes. And these guys were real fit. And they were like, you guys good? Like climbing rocks and stuff like that. I was like, hell yeah, I'll climb anything you want me to climb. And so we get out there. And we're in Joshua Tree. And, you know, they got all those like kind of random rock formations. And the guy was shooting with this drone. He's like, all right, I want you guys to climb this, scale this rock, and then jump this. And then do that. And these other guys were like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, all right, Are you ready? You guys rolling? Fucking scaled this thing, like leaped over this rock, got some sweet ass footage. Oh, oh my God, God, that's amazing. Those guys were like, we will work with you any day of the week. It's like, good. That's, that's awesome. So and good. once you establish that reputation, it will follow you forever. That's, yeah. that's another good piece of advice, actually, is just be, be a normal person. Yeah. Like you you be you would be surprised how many like oh yeah just assholes. I've come oh. so many complaints. I'm not even I'm not even on an asshole level. Like I have no no one has a right to be an asshole at my level. No. <laughs> well, and all of us can attest that like there's so many people that are just complainers in every in every industry and business and you're like, how do you like operate? And it could just be our Midwestern sort of not to toot, you know, our own horns, but toot toot. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like that that does happen a lot where you just I just the level of complaining is sort of out of control in a lot of yeah. ways where you're like how entitlement it's entitlement yeah exactly exactly especially actors especially actors being on sets like you know playing on a football team you guys are all in this shit together so mm-hmm. yeah. you gotta figure it out and you know it's so true that is such a good point and i do yeah. think that you're probably that's probably what elevated you as well is that you are you know you played you were on a team for so long that you had to learn how to collaborate and you know um compromise and all this other stuff where you know because some people like you have to be the boss and some you know once you when you get to that level when you are like number one on the call sheet you know that'll be you'll set a standard that you know you hear a lot about this i don't know annie that's like what people say like when you're number one on the call sheet you're the Mm -hmm. top billing you obviously understand that for our moms mostly but you know you hear about people who they call they're like amazing number ones and they're there's terrible number ones and you know, you can tell the difference because it should, it shouldn't ever be, you know, you should never be terrible. You should always be a good yeah. number one and, and lead by example. So wait, speaking of moms really quick, Connor, I texted M and Bryce, if we need to cut this for time, you can. Oh yeah. I texted, I texted M this week and I was like, I, no, 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 you're, we're fine. I need to know what Gina Floyd is doing to look the way that she looks. She gets on Instagram all day. I think it, it makes her feel younger. I mean, <laughs> She's your on every social media. <laughs> or the blue light, just the blue light gives her. I know, I think that's what's doing it. I don't know, I don't know. 
I was like, I need to know what she's doing for her skin. What food is she eating? Like, I told him, I was like, please ask her and report back. <laughs> she's yeah, amazing. Love to hear that. Well, she yeah, will. She, she, she can. Incredible. She can hear it. She can hear it on yeah. the spot. Yeah, yeah. When she, yeah. You know, there she we go. She'll probably be like, who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> who is this person talking about me on the side? No. I got her a, uh, you know, it's fine. I did it. So I don't know if I'm talking a lot right now. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're fine. Going off time. Uh, they did like, you know, there's this little, uh, what's it called? It's like the soap opera digest, you know, the magazine or whatever. And they did a Mother's Day thing. The my PR guy was like, "You want? Does your mom want to interview?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, she does!" Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> my yes. mom has like a, my mom's got like a two like a two page spread in soap opera digest. It's like you know her claim to fame right now. She loves it. Oh, that Connor, is awesome. You have got to send a picture of that, and we'll post yes. it on the nobodies. We'll post it on the nobodies. That's amazing. Yeah, that you is really, amazing. And, and like speaking of our moms, I will leave right into our our, our special segment, which is. We, Annie and I love our moms. We know each other because of our moms. Our moms went to college together. And so we like to close out our shows by um, having them ask our somebody's a question. Oh, so yeah. we ask them to ask you to whoever it is, they, they kind of switch off. But uh, in a special segment, we so uncreatively call the mom questions. So the, today's mom questions come from Annie's mom, Lori. And Who so you know. Annie, yes, so Annie, take it away, please. So she sent me a few. I'm going to start with the, the more serious one, and then I'm going to kind of rapid fire you. Cool. Um, yes. Okay, so she said, are there any topics these days that soap operas stay away from because of all of the political correctness or Me Too issues? And then she gave me an example. She said, for example, when we were in college, all my children was huge, even for frat guys. Luke and Laura were getting married. Oh. Luke raped Laura, and yes, they fell in love, and then they got married. So that storyline would never fly these days. Is there anything that is like avoided? I don't. Our, our storyline's been pretty pretty tame lately. It's like not too scandalous. We just had two. We just had a uh, uh, girl girl uh, gay wedding, which was awesome. I think that's the first. Nice. Oh, that's first great. Ever you know in television history, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, rape probably. Yeah, <laughs> so, we probably yeah we probably avoid rape. Was raped. Well, yeah. and to, but to your credit, like to your character, Connor. I mean, like he's a C you said he's a CIA agent who's come back. Like, does it does he have PTSD? Like they are they're they're talking about that stuff at least. Yeah. Know? So yeah, when I first got there, I was I uh, I had PTSD, but it was um, it was cured after a couple oh. of therapy sessions. You know. Okay. Good. There you go. Oh, therapy cool. with mus with mushrooms. Or are we not venturing into psilocybin yet? <laughs> it might, it might have been. I don't know. It happened real fast so maybe they, they okay could have been, been quick um okay these next two that i have are rapid fire and she may or may not have had some help creating these questions from <laughs> i'm sure you can guess all right come on okay rumor has it that you're a movie buff obviously sure if only one could survive and bryce you can answer this question too and i'm going to also because okay. i'm a huge fan of all well two of the three of these franchises okay Okay, only one can survive. Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Wars, or Harry Potter? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to go Pirates. I thank you. That, in pirates. my opinion, is one of the most underrated yeah. franchises yeah. in film history. I <laughs> love those movies. I think it's, it's just it's solely for the first one. 
Just the so first, I can the first. second one's good too. The first yeah, the second two one's are good incredible. Too. I do like, like the second one, but I fucking love Star Wars. I know. I was gonna say I have to go Star Wars. <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, I love. I think they're all amazing, obviously. But at so least I, I can. Yeah, I can. I can. I can get past Harry Potter because it's basically done. I mean, the big, the main series is already done. Yeah. Now there's like little other, you know, popped up movies. But I think Star yeah. Wars, Star Wars, everything that Star Wars does, especially now, has been incredibly good. I don't know if I've ever seen a single Star Wars movie. <laughs> you, that's you and every every girl. Yeah, I, mean, I asked I asked Annie about Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi, the new series that just came out, and I was like, Annie, do you? I was like, Annie, are you a Star Wars fan? And she goes, If you have to ask me if I'm a Star Wars fan, what do you think? My my girlfriend's the same way. She's like. Who's Harry Potter? And I'm like, oh. well, Harry Potter, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Harry really? Potter and pirates are my, when I'm like hungover, I want to be in a pitch black room watching one of those movies. Yeah. Any of them. Like, it doesn't even. It, I could be selfish I, with my answer right now. And I could go, I keep Star Wars, get rid of pirates so we can remake pirates. And I can. There be you in. go. Smart, but I don't know. I, I really like Johnny Depp in that movie. I mean, he, he it, it would be hard to take Johnny Depp out yeah. of it. Yeah, he is pretty. I'm gonna, I go pirates. I'm gonna go pirates. Go with my heart. Okay. All right. Okay, go. I go like it. it. I like it. Okay, the next one, and this is the final one: Migos or Beastie Boys? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I gotta go Beastie Boys. <laughs> I got. There's like a Beastie Boys. Yeah, they're they're day ones. That's uh, that'll bring me. That's like that was pretty fast. That was a pretty fast. Migos, Migos is just like that's my like you know if I need to get a little jig going or like you get hyped for something, the Beastie Boys are like they're in here. Yeah, that was that was one that Bake said would be a good. Migos, yeah. Yeah, run this yeah, by him. Um, Baker. So you had some mom questions, some him and Bake questions. It was that yeah. was a good. That was a good little. That was a good little mess. Well, thank you so much, Connor. That is our show. Thank you so much for being here. You can and should follow him at Connor G Floyd on Instagram. You can also catch him on The Young and the Restless weekdays on CBS and anytime on Paramount Plus. Connor, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, thanks for thanks for cut or thanks for having me. Uh, this was so fun. I miss y'all. Yeah, thank you <laughs> oh for God, for coming on. We we need to all get together. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by Annie Wilkinson, Bryce McClay, and the Believe Network. You can and should follow the Nobody's Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Nobody's Pod. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And remember, the best way to support the show is to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show as well, so hopefully we won't always be nobodies. Finally, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.